Here we go, the third and final hour of this Thursday edition of Lori and Julia. I got nothing else to say. Let's just get to it. What's going on? Santa Project's going on. You can get to the Ronald McDonald House. Oh, Julia. Kelly Clarkson. Okay, she did perform. When we put you on a topic, you're like a pitbull. Carrie and Megan, Kelly Clarkson. But her Kelly-Oki, she's once again communicating us to us through interviews and her music. About just how dirty yep. her husband did her. She basically told um, that Glennon Doyle was on her show on Tuesday. Yes, I saw this. And Glennon Doyle wrote the book Untamed. We had her on we our did. show for, for a different a, book. Her first book, her memoir. Yeah, was it her yes, memoir? about her divorce. and, and she fa- Did she fall in love with a woman? No, Is that not yet. Happened? It hadn't happened. happened yet. No, nope, that-, that hadn't happened yet. Anyway, so she talks to Glennon about it, and they're and you know she has Glennon on to talk about divorce, right? Because Glennon starts out by saying, you know, we've all been, um, we've tried, we're trained to believe to avoid at all costs a broken family, and she confides in Kelly. She remained in her first marriage until she said, "Why I'm staying in this marriage for my daughter, but would I want this marriage for her?" And blah blah blah. And Kelly says, "Well, that's." What I needed to see to make that step in my life, I just said, this isn't happiness. And then she said, and we both deserve it. But I mean, Kelly, with her song choice yesterday, covering Tina Turner's amazing Fool in Love. Let's listen. Oh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get the oh, message that I was supposed to do this. Oh, Rocco, don't you Ooh, ever read your damn email look, for me that comes disguises on a phone, a text so, for me? Uh, you're looking for the Kelly Clarkson? Yeah, Wait a Kelly okay. comes disguised. <laughs> I've been As listening this whole time. I'm like, yeah, I hope she's not, not going to throw it to me because I never got. No, it's she covers a fool in love, which it starts out. Whoa, there's something on my mind. Won't somebody please, please tell me what's wrong? You're just a fool, you know. You're not. Anyway, she gives it a whole new thing, but I just feel like Kelly, and you know, there's been People Magazine stories out about her. She is not afraid to play her A-plus cutie status card, because no. we don't know who this Brendan guy is. All we know is that he's done her wrong. The, we don't know hey, how. We, do know that. we don't know why, but we the evidence leads us to believe. Thank you. Right, but I still right, right, feel right. like she is telling us a lot and mixing things up because I think they get these requests way in advance. Yes. But I always remember in the movie, Angela Bassett playing uh, Tina Turner and um, she performs that song, Fool in Love. Like, I don't know. Yes, if I can it's Tina, very good. It's very good. It was like, I yep. give her the Oscar, damn it. But anyway, K- Kelly, she is letting it be known. And he has, again... Seven lawyers and has asked her for two million yeah. to pay them up front. But luckily, if you saw Marriage Story, the character played by Laura Dern is Kelly Clarkson's lawyer, mm-hmm. Laura Wasser. Which and she's she's. Did you ever watch that movie, Rocco? Marriage Story, the most depressing movie. No. I gotta say, really. Did you ever watch it, Julia? 
Yes, of yes, course I did. we hated it. Hated. Jo- Donnie liked it, I think, yeah. because he was more cerebral than we were and appreciated the nuances oh, I hated it. of the story. Laura Dern was my favorite. I hated that movie more than anything. Mm-hmm. We had to watch it because it was. It was the moment. It was the thing in the moment, but it was a really, it's a really, because basically there's no good reason why they got divorced, really. You know, it just kind of felt like basically, and I know sometimes there isn't no good reason, but it is always, I can honestly say, it is way easier to do this when you don't have children. Oh, 100%. Because people stay together for the kids. And then that they, But like Glennon Doyle yeah. said to Kelly Clarkson, would I want my daughter to be in a relationship like this where you're so lonely or unhappy or whatever right. it is? So anyway, Kelly is, um, expect a continuation of... How well Kelly is doing in her popping up. She's one of the hardest working people over in show business land. I mean, yep. she's got a daily talk show. She's on The Voice, managing a schedule. She he's, can't even be trusted a- to talk to her husband. They hate each other okay, so much. You're so funny. No, the you're judge so said that. Funny. And then, did you know, maybe you've been a longtime subscriber. Have you been, you know, did you know about this magazine called Mansion Global. Oh, Laurie, I subscribe. <laughs> you know, I've been looking at mansions for years, for years. And not just locally, globally. No, globally, globally because I'm getting first class treats across the country. I'm a Delta elite. <laughs> I'm a lead elite. I'm sorry, ma'am. We have a dog that needs to see. <laughs> right. <laughs> sorry, oh. there's a peacock. Yeah, that right. Needs that role. Yeah. 1A, 1A, oh, come my back. God. I mean, I was this close, you know? Okay, but yeah, there's a, there is a magazine. It's now just online, but it's called Mansion Global. Okay. Check it out. It's all about high-end real estate. Remember our Getty guy we just yes. talked about? He was a lover of high-end yes, LA. Yes, he was. Okay, so here's the here's the story. Priscilla Presley sells Spanish-style Los Angeles estate for $13 million. She'd owned the Beverly Hills home for more than 45 years. Then they show an incredible picture of the backyard. Is this the house where the son took his life? N- no. Okay. It is not. It okay. is not. That was in Calabasas oh. at his mom's house. This is his grandmother's house. But they call it a vine laden abode. This is the kind of language in Mansion Global. They call it an abode. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a vine led that is served wow. as the longtime home. Um, she uh, she tried to get sixteen million. Then they brought it down to fourteen and a half in mid October. Selling vine clad abodes in Beverly Hills in it's a pandemic. This time of year. That's right. It's tricky this time of year. And the house was built in 1951. And then listen to this language. The house was reimagined and renovated in 1994. Please, Hollywood real estate. Reimagined speak. in 1984. In 1994. They got rid of, they remodeled it. They knocked down walls. Yeah. They basically they gutted, gutted the inside. They started over. Um, but it was filled with very intimate, entertaining spaces, including dens, a library, and a whiskey room. And it had seven bedrooms and uh, stately fireplaces. And every room opened out into the garden. And then there was a casita, a pool, and a tennis court. Thing. Oh, I love those guest houses. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but she could only get $13 million. She took a... 
$3 million loss and then has to move out a beloved home. I would cry if I lived in a home for 45 years and had to move. Lori, I would too. I really would. I I would be very sentimental about Mm -hmm. that. But maybe, you know, I don't know. I wish I knew Priscilla and I'd ask her. Why are you selling your home? Let's call her. Okay. Um, Do you want to hear? Do you know? I got something. No. Do you want to do? Okay. Do you want music gossip or no? Lori, I wait a minute. Wacko, can we take a hand? All right, yeah. I I could use some music. Do gossip. I need any, Do I need to have any music ready to go? No, okay. well, no. I, have, well, I have a good music gossip story. All right, all right. But uh, you, here's the song you have to find, Rocco. Justify my love. Oh, Madonna. Madonna. I like that. So Lenny Kravitz like that has that new book out, right? and he's which living. ends at what when he's twenty five? Right. He really had a busy life. To start a memoir and end it that early is something. I guess part okay. two, he's planning on it. He is planning it. But he said he was on his... All right, listen to it in the background. Okay? So he was on his first tour of Europe. Mm-hmm. Madonna was touring. They kind yeah. of would meet up in clubs and dance and oh, stuff. Fun. And they were just friends. Yeah. Okay? And so um, this song came to him. He was back in L.A. He had their num- her number. They'd go to parties. He, she'd invite him and stuff. Nothing. It's such sexual. a club feel too. Yep. The beginning, and so this song came to him. Didn't know if he wrote it, but he's responsible for co-writing it. And listen to this. And he said, "I knew it wasn't for me." Yeah. So I called Madonna and I said, "What are you doing? Yeah, I've got a song for you." She's at a recording studio in L.A. He goes over to the studio the next day. He Starts plays the song it, yeah. for her once. Plays it again. And he said he brought the cassette and he played it again. And she said, let's record it. And he said it was super sexy and hard. And I knew it wasn't for me. And it was for her. No because pun intended. Right? <laughs> MTV banned I remember. the video yeah, yeah, yeah. for being too sexual. Mm-hmm. But Nightlife, Nightline aired it. Mm-hmm. And it became, a, it was 30 years ago right now, like this week or something. There she was lapping from the bowl yes. of milk and yes. everything. Yeah, that was a hot and he mm-hmm. And he co-wrote this and kind of yeah. gave her this song. You know who he co-wrote it with? Who? Uh, was a woman by the name of Ingrid Chavez, who was the uh, female lead in the movie Graffiti Bridge. And Madonna's oh. lover. She for was? a period of time. Really? Those you guys are so Yeah. For wow, a period that's a deep I, cut. Well, I think that I think they were out loud about it that she and Ingrid were, you know, loud in their, you know loving ways. Yeah. Love. All right. Yeah, I All think right. I think so. Madonna. I when I mean, I don't know, she's gotta have somebody help her write the book. You know, she's got so many stories. Well, I mean, if you looked at her Thanksgiving with all of her seven children or whatever picture and her two year old <sighs> boyfriend's lap she's sitting on as a 61 year old woman. Oh, dear. No, it's, I, it's a bad it's it's a look that's not for me. No, I know it. It's not. I'm for not going to date someone 24 years old at my age. It feels yeah. 
it feels... I would uh, be insecure at many moments. Oh. Not only that, I oh. don't want to explain so much. already tried meeting no, someone I don't when you're in your ex- 50s yeah. with your body. Yeah, don't want to explain like what stuff is when you've got right. that big like, of an age. Like Rocco, we're only like, what, two years apart from Rocco in age and we have to explain stuff to Rocco? <laughs> yeah, Imagine right. someone 25 years apart. Yeah. I mean, that would just be a lesson. It would be See, like class every minute of every day. Madonna screwed herself by having all those children later in life so she's like clinging to two two worlds with her toenails but and fingernails and, and she has she'll figure it out and she's got enough money and help or whatever but i want her to get working on the book okay okay all right thank you all right we got to go it's time for the dirt alert this is a my talk dirt alert all right, Holly, what do you got for us? All right, Julia, we're going to circle back and talk about a story you guys talked about uh, about an hour ago. It's the biggest Hollywood story today. Warner Brothers' entire 2021 slate of films is going to debut simultaneously in yes. theaters and on HBO Max. That's a big darn deal. So it's movies like The Matrix 4, Dune, Lin-Manuel's musical In the Heights, uh, The Sopranos, Sopranos prequel, The Suicide Squad, all these you'll be able to get on HBO Max and in theater simultaneously. Now, there are some caveats on how this is going to roll out. So this is how it will be. So Wonder Woman 1984 is an example. That movie going to be available on HBO Max Christmas Day and in theaters. You're only going to be able to watch it on HBO Max for 31 days. After that one month mark, the movies will go to play in theaters until you get the home entertainment window when you could be able to rent it. From there, then you can rent on online platforms like Amazon, iTunes, Fandango for, you know, five bucks, ten bucks maybe. And it's unclear when those movies are going to go back to HBO Max. So, like, you have a month to watch it when it first comes out. Then it's TBD. Is this the, I mean, I don't know. We're kind of depressed about this news because it just feels like uh, they're screwing over movie theater owners. Yeah, you know, it's been really tough for exhibitioners, like for theaters this year. And I love it, exhibitioners. Yeah, the exhibitioners, yeah. Mm -hmm. It is really hard. And, you know, you can see this, you know, if we'll go a little bit more inside baseball into all of this, Walt Disney is having massive layoffs right now Mm -hmm. because they're restructuring their entire business. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. ...model to go digital. Like, this is what they're doing. Thousands of people over at the Walt Disney Company are losing their jobs today uh, because they're trying to reorganize and figure out what their kitchen is going to look like. Now, some of those, I think, were kind of planned uh, redundancies because, remember, Walt Disney bought Fox last year, and that's been all absorbed. But uh, these big entertainment companies are trying to figure out what to do. So, and I miss the movies. I miss oh, yeah. so no, We, we so were just, we. we said though, when, when we get the okay, I mean, I don't want to stay home. I'm worried. <laughs> I'm worried for my co-partner yeah. next year. We're just going to, we're going to find Lori just walking around in the street <laughs> no, at some random I mean, time. People, no, I get it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think of people of all ages though, miss going to the movie theaters for like my mom. Yeah. And See, her friends, mom, that is a big social part of mm-hmm. a lot of people. And, you know, people who don't work anymore, they can go to the, you know, the morning shows right. or the midday right. and they really totally miss right. it. Oh, yeah. The movies are such an mm-hmm. important part of our life. They're socializing. And, yeah. and socializing and community. You're exactly right. When I found myself at kind of drifting moments in life where you're like, well, I'm just going to go to a movie, movie. at 1.30 in the yeah. afternoon. And yeah. it's such a wonderful thing to have. And, you know, I think you guys are right where it's like really 2021 is still going to be focused on all these digital offerings. And then maybe things will pick back up in 2022. But mm-hmm. I don't know what that's going to look like. And Hollywood is like, we don't know what that's going to look like either. And Hollywood is having to shut down. There is I so know. much COVID I everywhere. Know. Yeah, a Los Angeles County, Governor Gavin Newsom in California announced a bunch of new restrictions on how people can gather in L.A. County because they're having the, the COVID hospitals, outbreak. Yeah. They're bursting the, mm-hmm. the staffing and everything. I mean, it's just like, oh. Yeah, it's an intense time. It really is. Then, it's, 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 are we so be we to... know it's a time to stay home right now, but when we do get the all clear, oh man, we're all going to be so happy. I mean, that's true, but if we're going to be uh, spending a year getting first-run movies just delivered to us on HBO Max, are we going to be able to get away from that? And, and yes, just like, Rocco. I, I, I think know. we are. Yeah, I think we are, Rocco. Getting, I mean, for, for just for the price of an HBO Max subscription, you're going to have access to these first no, round movies at your house yeah. and you're gonna, that's going to change people's habits well, that, I think well that's for another podcast another <laughs> that's, this is a podcast program right that's um, true we right. podcast every right. day for three hours I, I think it's I don't, we sad don't know. and scary we don't know, we don't know. We don't know. I, and you know you're I don't like doing everything at home anymore no yeah you know I just don't as a raging introvert, even I admit <laughs> yes. that doing things at home is getting a little stale. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, Hollywood has gone through these big transitions before. Damn, Remember damn. A, a little thing called television? Right. That Hollywood was really scared of in the late 40s and 50s. And the then, silent to the talkies. Right. The radio in right. the 40s when that came along. VCRs. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You're right, you guys. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So it's just, you know, the ever uh, going dance. Of technological what I change. never like, though, is it always feels like big corporate America and Disney by swallowing up Fox that did just the, it's an excuse to get rid of people. It, mm-hmm. Right. In the, and, at a management and, and, level. At a management and, level. And, and, and then yeah. it trickles down in a creative way. I mean, and, and you know, it's just 
Oh, I sometimes I don't like the man in the suit. Yeah. Opinion. <laughs> the Disney Fox merger, bad for creativity. Bad for creativity, yeah. for but sure. When you have one monolithic corporation controlling all of those kinds of properties. Mm-hmm. there. But again, that is for another podcast. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it really is. Hey, this story I didn't get to yesterday in the Dirt Alert because we had so much Real Housewives drama going on. But this is concerning a story that we talked about in the Dirt Alert on Tuesday, I believe. And this is concerning the death of ex-Zappo CEO Tony Shea. Oh, my gosh. His family thinks that he didn't write a will for oh. his $840 million oh. net worth. Oh boy. Yeah. So Tony's dad, Richard, and his brother, Andrew, are asking a Clark County, Nevada judge to appoint them special administrators of the estate in the it was doc- his girlfriend's house. Yes, I mm-hmm. saw that. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Tony's family say they don't know if there's a fully executed estate plan. Uh, but Tony, he was unmarried. He had no kids. They're going with he died without leaving a will. Mm, so well, because the 46 year, I mean. I remember, Julia, when you were 46 and you did not have a will, and I nagged you. You had children. In 47. Yeah. In no, 48. No, it was like people don't think that they, you know, you don't. That's not an age where you go, oh, I'm having a reckoning. No, you really don't. But if you have kids and yep. or money, but people just don't. You don't get around to it. Yeah, yeah. So that is going to be dealt with. Uh, we got some gossip about former Hillsong pastor Carl Lentz. According to leaked audio of his firing, Carl was having more than one affair. What? And exhibited general narcissistic behavior, manipulating and mistreating people. Well, that's not surprising, is it? Well, I know we've never known any of this until. Well, true. I mean, he had this. I mean, he leaned on his Justin Bieber and the Kardashians coming to his church. He did. He leaned he on the He tried to be his, one he of did. the cool, popular kids, and he tr- used it obviously to try and get sex. And he got sex. And he got sex, and then he got busted while counseling people about cheating. Oh, the, the white of the lace, the, the black, black of the, the leather. leather. We do know that's true. Yes. We do know that's true. Oh, <gasps> well, right. on that uplifting okay, note. Right. <laughs> uh, Just tell them your theory, Lauren. If people could be a fly on the wall in this studio, <laughs> we would have been superstars a long time ago. Let me tell you. The things that happen behind the scenes. That's a theory you could say for everything, right? <laughs> behind the scenes of every great parent. Behind oh, the, I mean, my god! We all want to be the fly, not on Mike Pence's head, but on the, the fly on the proverbial wall. How about that? Yeah, I would okay. agree. All right, so here are a couple of theories now. You know how there are studies and studies, so many studies about smartphone and smartphones and screen time and right this year we had doom scrolling that was a new word we used learned this year yeah we did doom scrolling doom dating doom doom apocalypsing was the dating version of that but doom, doom scrolling yep. you know where you just couldn't rock it we all did it oh gosh oh gosh and people you know various times so anyway this research um is coming to us from um the University of Bath. Oh, I lo- that is the cutest town, isn't it? Oh my word, I loved it. Like England? something from a movie. Yeah, it's so lovely and charming. Is How- it near Stonehenge? No. Sorry, I won't ask any more yeah. questions. I can't remember, but I did it in the same trip go to Stonehenge, which is so anticlimactic. It's even it's bizarre how anticlimactic. Yeah, I know. Stonehenge it's one of those is. things. 
Okay, I'm writing that, that one down. Is. Oh, yeah, it is. It's just such a buzzkill. You're like, really? Yeah, Stratford-upon-Avon is also dark. It's a charming, charming area. Yeah, not that any of us are going there anytime, but... The UK did get their vaccine. They're approved. getting their vaccines first. They're, they're getting them next week. Not jealous, much Smaller over here. island, though. Uh-huh. Jeez, Louise. Okay, so here's here's what the research is. Right. They wanted to ask, like, how problematic is personal smartphone use? And they thought this is a good, even time to do it because we've been using our smartphones. Well, guess what? Worries over smartphone usage are worse than actually using them. That it, it used to be. It used to be a person's daily scary. smartphone pickups or screen time does not predict anxiety, depression, or stress symptoms. This is the lead authors, the Department of Psychology. It's not actual smartphone use that leads to anxieties. What but is it? Worries related. To using one's phone too much. So you're worried about it. I used to worry about this with my kids. Yeah. Many people report feeling extra stress after they realize they'd spent more time than they intended. But um, because they kind of had people do like these feeling conversations. But they said you have to consider actual device use separately from what people are worried about. Because... Very often, you know, it might be something, too, that you're enjoying. Well, here's the thing, <laughs> is it used to be... Um, it's not to, necessarily bad for bad. your men, mental health. And I it's, think it's what... You're if you, worrying about it right, is, be, is bad is for your mental health. Right. Uh-huh. And if apps trigger you, you don't go on those apps. Yes. Like for the teenage kids and stuff. Right. You know, keeping up the Joneses right. and Right, the likes stuff. and all of yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay, here is a good theory for the daydreamers out there. Um, I'm very pleased to say that the Washington University in St. Louis has come to the conclusion to support the theory of all daydreamers out there who have always said, my mind's just wandering. I, yes, and that it's it's good it for them. Good it's for important you. to them. Daydreamers yes. always have always stuck up for their daydreaming. Oh, Lori, I love okay. this. Okay, and, those daydreamers. And the the theory is is that it is absolutely it. Yes, it can be a tricky thing when you get out to the working world. Okay. Okay. But researchers say that a daydreamer's benefits really has to do with why that person is doing what they're. Uh, doing to begin with so like it helps people crack difficult challenges sometimes because they think about things in a different way and if you daydream about like something that you feel creative about you've been a daydream believer since the monkeys came out with a song in the 60s (laughs) thank you it I might didn't look even like you're slacking. That was perfect, you and, uh, yeah. You and I were, yeah. Feeling you're daydreaming your way to a solution, or you're daydreaming your way to, to um, believing in something. All right, I like that. Yeah, I was uh, quite a daydreamer with the body perks, Julia. Oh, you know, while you were doing actual work, I would just sit <laughs> and tell. No, Julia was doing actual work, uh-huh. and I was doing things like going to First Avenue and asking strangers to wear nipples, and then come back at midnight and report to me. And nobody, <laughs> nobody turned me down. I will say, no, that's true, Lori. It really was. I really loved being the 
Product. What would you call you that? The, you were the, the research a, team. A&R, yeah, the A&R team on the ground, you know, mm-hmm. the research and account, you know, yeah. I got it. I had an expense Marketing account. research. I, I know had an did. expense I'm account. Really, I, I went to a tanning salute, a tanning yeah. convention in Nashville. We can't even talk about this because she. We're, and you paid for Casey to go too. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I know, didn't want to. But I, I daydreamed. Uh, yeah. Our way into a lot That's of nipple That's why we're fame. here today, mm-hmm. Daydreaming. Every fake nipple enterprise needs a daydreamer. We, we really can't do it without daydreaming because... <laughs> really? The concept really alone. Alone requires some daydreaming, leap. okay? Mm-hmm. How... Why? Why? All of that. Ooh, all so, those things, yep. Anyway, so daydreamers keep on daydreaming. It is a good thing and uh they date you know they they this study was around professional people who work that's just the key thing like you can't daydream in the meeting well okay okay like you have to choose when when you daydream is like this is when you make sure like i loved it when we got the good new swivel chairs and i could turn my back listen to my radio and kind of just take off my shoes, but I had my back to the entrance of my cube, and then I could close my eyes and think. It's called napping. <laughs> I know. Donnie perfected it here at Hubbard. <laughs> right, but I had my back. I mean, sure. so people thought I was working. Uh-huh. You know, It was because we could drink wine at lunch back Dad, in those I days. I know, that too, And Rocco. we were very sleepy after lunch. Very. Remember the Greek restaurant right down the street yes. from uh, Carlson Parkway? What was it called? Remember, crystals or crystals, 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 crystals. Ah, no, this was out on 394. I know, but wasn't it crystals? No, it's another one. Oh, it's fine. It was very good. And let me tell you, if you drink, um, uh, with your clients, white wine, and then you have some ouzo afterwards, just about my theory is it's impossible to stay awake. You must be able to daydream. The three ouzo, uh, literally, we used to drink at lunch a lot. We'd have clients into the retreat at Carlson Companies and we'd have two glasses of wine lunch. Yeah, no, it was civilized, Julia. I had a secretary. We had wine. It was the best. Yeah, you did too. Really? I used to be a waiter during those times. There was tons of people having business lunches. Yeah. I mean, obviously they're not doing it now, but even before Well, let's hope the business lunches come back in style. I hope they do. And they come back in a a madman kind of a way. We're more popular than ever before and people make a serious effort to look good. I think restaurants are going to come back so big time. We're trying to keep them in business, so that's the first thing. So anyway, daydreaming, okay, that's a theory. Now here is, uh, I think I should give this, it's a theory, what do most Americans want for Christmas or a Hanukkah gift or whatever you celebrate? I can tell you by generation. Do you think this is a... All right, tell me. Uh, An Xbox, the new PS5. No, 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 no. A hug Julia. from their grandchildren. No. People are, millions of people, though, do agree. Smaller budget for 2020. They're dialing back what they're spending. Well, a lot of people don't have right, much money after for that reason. Uh-huh. And also because people that have money have decided that they would like to help people with it. That they don't need to buy their spoiled kids any more crap. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> No, but people have had these conversations. Yep. 60. Okay, so here's what people are saying. Here is what they're saying. The number one gift card, at least 
Although Gen Z, the Gen Z, they hate their gifts. Um, basically, one out of every forces. They absolutely hate whatever they get. What age group is that? Gen Z is um, twenty-five, like under twenty-five. My kids, okay. yeah. Um, but anyway, I would disagree. My kid liked his birthday present. I know, but weren't you surprised? Because well, it was it's so very hard. nice. It was hard. It was usually. nice. Yes, they're not alone. Gen Z, they just don't like the crap. But here's what people want: gift card, clothing, household items, fashion accessories. And then, but it's gift cards. That's 52% oh, of people want gift it. Cards. But people want it this year because it's a way maybe. To support businesses. And a local business things, yes. or maybe someone is out of a job. So yep. you give them a thing to, you know, a grocery store yep. or whatever, you know, like that. And people feel, anyway, so out of all the age group, though, the millennials, they want a food-based gift. Got it. Almost 50%. A food-based. Yeah, they're like the foodie generation, I guess. Did oh, you know I that about like millennials? That. No. Yeah. Are you talking like something to bake with? Or Just any kind of... Spatula? It could be... A, no, it could be a, a restaurant gift certificate, gotcha. a card right. to like a Certex or, you know, like someplace, yep. uh, some kind of a fancy... Yeah, a food gourmet place, place. Yeah, kind of that blah. kind of thing. You can't okay. go wrong with food, so there you go. That's all I know. I mean, that's all I know about gifts. Food, I, glorious food. I'd I like thought it was my more food to come to with the, a trainer. Yeah, I thought my I was more help with the, the daydream. I thought it was a Lori, really, that good, was really, important. really a good day for daydreamers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> Although that's, that clip is from some live performance, right? That was yeah. yeah. On. It was on the Today Show or something. No, it's no, her, it those backyard her... sessions yeah. that she's been doing. But yeah, oh, it sounds people. good. It, did, it sounds good. Well, speaking of music, so last night, um, Jimmy Fallon had Lisa Robinson on, and Joey go, who is that? Lisa Robinson. Oh, she was on our show. Well, she was on our show, but she's an American journalist and writer and a longtime music contributing editor for Vanity Fair. She's written music criticism for the New York Post, and we had her on our show like six years ago for her book called There Goes Gravity, A Life in Rock and Roll, and... um, She's uh, like, she, I guess she covered acts. She got her start covering CGBG in New York. The yes, acts. I remember that. And then she toured with the Rolling Stones in 1975. She was like 22 and she acted as their press liaison. Mm-hmm. But her book, it was really just dishing. It was so dishing. I mean, she, her book, if you're into rock and roll, that whole, she's got a lot of great stories in this book, Walk on Walk on Glass, which is probably, you know, you can get it at Secondhand Book or something since it came out in 2014. You're right, Lori. But anyway, she was on with Fallon last night, and she just had a couple of, she had a story about Beyonce and Janet Jackson. There's you and Beyonce. Oh, Beyonce. Well, the first thing that pops in my mind, and really, this is absolutely the truth. When I first started to interview her, she was doing her solo album, And she told me about the struggles that she had had, which you would not think she had had from Destiny's Child, but this is my point. Every one of these women go through 10 years before they get to where they are. And Beyonce was dropped by by a label, Destiny's was dropped by a label. And when she did her first solo album, they told her at the record company, she didn't have a single. And she said, they were right, I had four. And the other thing she said that I love, that she did that I loved, we ordered a pizza when we were doing this interview, yeah. and she had one slice. 
Now, the idea of being that disciplined to have one slice, I ate the entire rest of the pizza. <laughs> yeah, we also were at a pizza. party once. We were at a party once where they brought us a brownie and she cut it into four parts, four okay. squares, and she had one square. And I said, I can't, who could eat one square of a brownie? Yeah. And she said, it's part of my job. So that's how disciplined, disciplined she was. Disciplined right I, there. Absolutely was in awe because I ate the rest of all of it. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> okay. And right. so um, she, then here she is. She's uh, sharing with Jimmy Fallon a story that she has. And this must, maybe she's got a new piece out or something talking about, you know, like the very real struggle that happens in the music business. But it kind of like because we're women, sometimes women, oh, like it's come easy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here's Janet Jackson's story. How about this fi- uh, picture right here of Janet Jackson? How old that was That must have been in the judging by my hair. I think she was around 5. It was in the 70s and I was interviewing the Jackson 5 a lot at that time and she was very camera shy. She didn't want to pose for the camera. But I interviewed her when she was 5, but then I interviewed her again in the 80s after Control and Rhythm Nation came out. And the thing that impressed me about her where she had no illusions about show business. She grew up in a show business family. She was very close to Michael. And she said to me that her brother, Michael Jackson, told her, don't ever let bad things said about you bother you. Just ignore it and put it in your music. And when I talked to her after Control came out, she was very clear about the fact that her father managed her, and this is all in the family chapter in the book, but that he worked for her that she didn't work for him. And then ultimately she fired him and hired another manager. So that was what control was all about. Whoa. That, so, yeah. That's what control was all about. Mm-hmm. I love, I like knowing that. Yeah, little, and we had fun yes. kind of interviewing her. Yes. But that's just a, like a good, she's got great uh, stories. And, and of course, Jimmy Fallon, he's such a huge music fan you know something is up with his hair he almost is looking like he's wearing a toupee because he put in some dark paste yeah i know and then it was gosh i just i've grown so fond of him in the pandemic so have i and jimmy kimmel and clooney you know being together in person they were kind of far apart they were so cute together i I would Uh, agree with you on that one just just love it i I would agree can i tell you something so someone someone asked tom bergeron um when he was going to make his return to Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, and he's a 65-year-old host. And he, you know, after July 15th, it was 15 years with the ABC show. Um, and he said this. He said he was addressing the possibility of a return to the show, implying that fans shouldn't get their hopes up. And this is the quote. When people say... I'm not going to watch until you're back. I say, well, there's really no until here. Yeah. He told TV Guide, that train has left the station. I appreciate the sentiment. Don't hold it against anybody. I don't if you watch. The way they let him go was terrible. He basically found out on Twitter. Terrible. For how long he was there. I want him to be the host of Jeopardy. What do you guys think? Oh, now that's an excellent one. I think that's uh, excellent. I don't hate it. Yeah. I, I like him. I yeah. don't hate it. I don't hate it. And they signed, I'm sure Tyra got a two-year deal with ABC. Oh, I'm sure. You wouldn't do that for a year. No. 
No. You wanna Cardi B is Billboard's Woman of the Year. Holly posted that cover. It's kind of a good uh interview. Yes. Um, and also if you want to see what everyone was yicky yakking about about the Christmas at Rockefeller Center, Gwen Stefani's two Luke's are posted. They're cute. She's she's pretty. I mean they're fun and they're both Christian Seriano, which I just absolutely love. Latex and gingham. Listen, it's an interesting uh, two combo. combo. The good girl and the bad girl. This naughty elf. Oklahoma meets LA. Yeah, yeah it's right. her new lifestyle. Right. Everyone right. have a great night. Thanks, Rocco. We'll be back tomorrow.